0: Welcome to the 80th episode of I Wrote This News. Today is Tuesday, March 29, 2022 and here's a nibble of news for you. Story number one, Trumpflation runs wild in Georgia. Donald Trump used a speech at a rally in Georgia to attack Kethenji Brown Jackson for being quote, disrespectful to GOP senators during her confirmation last week. Trump tooted, quote, Judge Jackson was unbelievably disrespectful to Republican senators that in many cases were really nicely asking questions. She had total disdain and even hatred for them. This is of course more Trumpian nonsense. Fairweather Senator Ted Cruz asked Jackson to defend a children's book on racism. Henry Mitchell wannabe Josh Hawley smeared Jackson with accusations of being soft on child pornographers. And drama queen Lindsey Graham literally went on a tirade about hoping Gitmo prisoners all died there and then stormed out of the hearing without asking a question. Trump's Georgia rally failed to draw the number of supporters he has been accustomed to in the southern state, according to multiple journalists covering the event. At peak Trump The former president drew crowds of about 20,000 to 30,000 people, no more than 5,000 people attended Sayre's rally, and there were reports of folks walking out during Trump's speech. Trump refuted that assessment in his usual bombastic, but covering way, asserting that quote, people are estimating 25,000 to 35,000 people, which begs the question, which people? Apparently, which people is Trump's spokesperson, Liz Harrington? She said that there were well over 20,000 people in attendance, and then after Trump's further inflated figure sent a second email to reporters noting, quote, official estimates are between 25,000 and 35,000 people, which official, ex-president Trump presumably. As with everything else, Trump is believing that his things are bigger than they really are. Trump continued his attempt to keep reality at bay hinting that he might run for president again. I ran twice, I won twice and I did much better the second time. Trump lost the 2020 election by 7 million popular votes and 74 votes in the Electoral College. His legal team's claims of election fraud have been rounded dismissed by both Republican and Democrat-appointed judges. His refusal to concede the attack by his supporters on the Capitol last January, and his inner circle's efforts to illegally overturn a legitimate election have eroded a fundamental pillar of American democracy. Trump went on, quote, and now, we just might have to do it again. The bottom line is that Trump is too fragile to accept that he lost the election to Biden and then lost the Senate to the Democrats by blithering on and on about a rigged election in the heat of the runoff elections of the two Georgia Senate seats. Trump also appears to feel that the Republican senators questioning Judge Jackson need protecting from a strong, independent, black woman. Story Number 2 News Nuggets White House Principal Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre tested positive for COVID-19 after returning from President Biden's trip to Europe. It's the first positive news that's come out of the White House in weeks. During his high-stakes speech in Warsaw on Saturday, President Biden wandered off script and accidentally said what he was really thinking about Russia's Vladimir Putin. Quote, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power, fearing that Russia and others would take Biden at his word. Secretary of State and the Santa's missing reindeer Anthony Blinken said, We do not have a strategy of regime change in Russia or anywhere else, for that matter. In other words, the US says that Putin has to go and we're just the country not to do it. In a demonstration of how men can screw everything up, Will Smith's slapdown of Chris Rock at the Oscars is drawing attention away from the significant accomplishments of others this year. The best director honor went to Jane Campion, whose subversive Western, The Power of the Dog, was the most nominated movie of the night. Campion's victory was important for Oscars history. This year's ceremony became the first time that the Best Director Oscar has gone to women twice in a row. Ariana DeBose received the Best Supporting Actress award for her performance in West Side Story, becoming the first openly queer woman of color to win an acting Oscar. Troy Kotzer won for Best Supporting Actor for his work in Coda, which made him the first deaf man to win an acting Oscar. Guys, next time take your scuffle out by the bike racks like little boys usually do. March 29th is the 88th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. 277 days remain until the end of the year. Now it's time for On This Date in History. On this date in 1806, construction is authorized of the Great National Pike, better known as the Cumberland Road, becoming the first United States federal highway. 1867, Queen Victoria gives royal assent to the British North America Act which establishes Canada on July 1. 1886, John Pemberton brews the first batch of Coca-Cola in a backyard in Atlanta. Hemberton was an American pharmacist and Confederate States Army veteran. He suffered from a saber wound sustained in April 1865. During the Battle of Columbus, his ensuing morphine addiction led him to experiment with various painkillers and toxins. In the end, this led to the recipe that later was adapted to make Coca-Cola. Enjoy 1936. The German parliamentary election and referendum seeks approval for the recent remilitarization of the Rhineland. They took the form of a single-question referendum, asking voters whether they approved of the military occupation of the Rhineland and a single-party list for the new Reichstag composed exclusively of Nazis and nominally independent guests of the party. Turnout was claimed to be 99% and the measure was reported to have passed with 98.8% voting in its favor. This was the first German election held after enactment of the 1935 Nuremberg Laws, which had removed citizenship rights, including the right to vote, from Jews and other ethnic minorities. 2014, the first same sex marriages in England and Wales are performed. Celebrating birthdays today are novelist Judith Guest, Brazilian crooner Astrud Gilberto, musician Vangelis, Monty Python alum Eric Idol, politician John Major, Toto frontman Bobby Kimball, actor Bud Court, actress Marina Cities, actor Christopher Lambert, comedian Amy Sedaris, baseball manager Billy Bean, models Jill Goodecker and Elle McPherson actress Lucy Lawless, and tennis star Jennifer Capriotti. Happy birthday to all of them. And a very, very special happy birthday to 3D graphics art phenom, Billy Nice. Happy birthday, Bill. And if your birthday is today, a very happy birthday to you as well. By the way, if you or someone you know is having a birthday and would like us to announce it on the show, leave us a voice message or send an email. The links are in the show notes. Today's news was brought to us by The Independent, Newsweek, Fox News, the New York Times, and the website that will never get in the way of someone else's glory, Wikipedia. If you have a comment or a question about anything you've heard today, or if you have a suggestion, please send us a note at I wrote this news, all one word, at thatradioshow.com. That email address one more time is, I wrote this news, all one word, at thatradioshow.com. One more thing, if this podcast sounds a little funny, That's because it's also an experiment. All of the vocals were generated using AI technology. Hopefully the show will sound different and better as the tech improves and as we improve at using it. I'm Bob Meese, hoping you have an amazing day. We'll get together again soon.